This is episode number 56, We Are All Leaders, with Jenny Christensen. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohib, and this is the Overcoming Outs Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to make a brief announcement and invite all of our listeners to an upcoming conference in Philadelphia on April 27th. Never Say Can't, a conference where you will not only get a chance to connect with hundreds of people who are going through a similar transformation that you are, but also be exposed to practices and strategies on helping you increase your self-belief, work through different forms of adversity, increase your positive self-talk, and create the story you want to live and not the story others want you to live. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash never say can't. Now, let's get back to our guest. Are you living a story that's true to who you are? She said, in order to live a life of authenticity, it begins with who you really are. On the surface level, identity is my name who I am, where I'm from, what I'm good at. Those things are all part of the package and identity. But what I think ends up happening often when we dissect the identity is, is we get swept into a job or a cycle of some kind, and we may be using some of our gifts or talents, or we may not be. But we're kind of stuck in the busyness of all of that. Deeper meaning of authentic identity is really who you want to become. It's your being. Without further ado, please welcome Jenny Christensen. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds podcast. Today's guest is someone who I had a pleasure of meeting through a mutual friend of ours, Rhonda. And she's a life coach who has been teaching on the subject of authentic living. And as most of you know, it is a concept that I've been trying to explore myself for quite some time. So I wanted to bring her onto the show and have her share about her story and experience and the type of work that she's doing right now. So please welcome Jenny Christensen. Good morning. How are you? Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, when I came across your story, what was the most interesting part to me was that it is a subject that I've been trying to explore, as I'm sure a lot of other people are in this lifetime, and that is living an authentic life. I think it's extremely important to live true and stay true to your message, regardless of the challenges and obstacles that you may be put through and the number of times where your voice may be shut down and the times where it may not make sense to live uh, true to who you are. 
And so I wanted to bring you onto the show and have you share as much as you can about that subject. But the way that I would like to start this off is for those who are not familiar with your story and your background, would you be willing to share as much of it as you can? And what made you, how did those experiences lead you to this particular work that you're doing right now? Absolutely. Um, I was uh, raised in the northwest part of the country uh, in a really great family. Um, people don't always have, you know, great environments, and I understand that. I had a, a very rich environment that I grew up in, uh, but as a kid, I was a fairly shy kid, and mm -hmm. you know, I had a lot of friendships and things like that. But you know, as I've grown up, I realized that. As a very young kid, I wish I would have learned what identity really meant. You know, nice. um, I felt like I was a little kid that had a voice, and I know how important the voice is to you. Mm -hmm. um, I was a, a kind of fearful of expressing that voice in my friendships and things like that. You know, I kind of went with the flow and, you know, all of that. And I think we need to um, learn early that it's important to use your voice for good things, you know, whether you want to do something or you don't want to do something. So as I grew up, I was really exploring who, who I really was as a person. You know, I went on to college and, and got married and, you know, all of that. And then I, I landed in an educational career being a teacher. And I have taught uh, everywhere from preschool to high school. So what I was able to do was look and visualize the life of each and every one of these students that I was privileged to come across and looking at their identity and how they chose actions and, and all of that. So how it really gets me to today is that I believe it's really powerful and that people of all ages need to really understand who they are so that they can live the life they were meant to live. Mm -hmm. When was that changing point in your life when you mentioned a lot about not having a voice or having to essentially like fit in with what the society was giving you as far as the friend groups and stuff like that. Do you remember that point in your life when it kind of made sense as far as, okay, I'm living this lifestyle, but I know this is not true me and it's time for me to kind of break away from some of these groups and create my own life. You know, I think it really started to happen in college. You know, when I got to college and, and was around a lot of different people and was in a different environment mm -hmm. where I began to examine those things. But yet, I don't know at that time that I had surrounded myself with people who could truly mentor me in that. And I think that's really important. So when I was at that stage, I began to recognize it and then flushed into an adult life of marriage and kids. And <laughs> so, I mean, I think those points can happen often. You know, it started in college, but I believe it's kind of been an ongoing process from that point of um, losing yourself in the busyness of your job or, you know, relationships and all that and losing who you really are. Mm -hmm. So I think that happens, you know, kind of organically through your life, always, always recognizing that, that place that you're at. Mm -hmm. You mentioned throughout your story, as I was reading, reading it, there's a sentence that says, your place of maximum impact is found when you live out your authentic identity. It, it was so it was so beautiful to read that, but it's also so important to, I think, dissect it and to really understand the complexity of everything. So I wanted to first start off by identifying 
what does it mean to really live an authentic lifestyle? That's a, that's a really great question because I think we um, inherently want to be authentic, but we aren't always authentic. So mm-hmm. I think in order to live a life of authenticity, it begins with who you really are and that's your identity. So on the surface level, everybody understands that identity is, you know, my name and who I am and where I'm from, you know, what I'm good at. I'm good at basketball. I have this ability. I'm very musical. I'm great Mm -hmm. at art. Um, And I think those things are all things that are part of the package in identity. But what I think ends up happening often as we dissect what identity is, is we get swept into a job or a cycle of some kind And we're using, we may be using some of our gifts and talents, we may not be, but we're kind of stuck in the busyness of all that. Mm. I think deeper meaning of of, uh, authentic identity is really who you want to become. It's your being. So I can think of a recent story where I was very affected by that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been teaching at a school for 20 years and through a transitional time, uh, I was no longer at the school. Uh, and what I realized was teaching was what I was doing, but who I was being was an encourager was being Mm. dignity giver. It was being a mentor to people. And so my life coaching business allows me to really be that same person I was as a teacher even though I'm not in those same walls again. Mm-hmm. So what you're really doing is you're talking about the perception of who we are as we go forward, the perception of who we're being in each and every role that we play. Roles are important. You know, we, we are going to be moms and dads and business owners and all of that. But who we're being is very important in terms of living authentically and loving what we do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think you just said is extremely important to understand is the transitions that you have to go through in life as far as the different roles that you, you will have to adapt to. And so my question to you is, how do you still stay true to your message, especially during points of hardship? So for example, in your case, when you were going into the coaching career, I'm sure as most people, and, may, and maybe the story is different, you did not start off with 100 clients, $100 million, or whatever it may be. You had to find your way, and you had to convince that first person, and then after that, you move on. So how do you stay true to your message and that part of who you really are during times when you're being challenged in every possible way? Well, I think one thing that is so important is, um, well, a couple of things. One is to be very self-aware, you know, and by being self-aware of your um, maybe faulty thinking patterns. Like for me, when you transition, even even as an older person, transitioning Mm -hmm. from a career to a different career, um, you can start to go, well, is it going to be effective? Especially if you're particularly successful. I love my teaching career and mm-hmm. it was safe and it was, it was easy when you get out into the, into the deeper water where you're on your own and you're doing all of that. You know, I think we need to examine our own thinking patterns. 
you know, do I have faulty thoughts? Am I, am I allowing myself to engage with unsuccessful feelings? You mm -hmm. know, mind can go a million directions. And so I think by being self-aware and not engaging with negative, you know, thought patterns, I think we need to use resources. We need to have people, mentors, coaches, teachers, you know, other coaches, people who do what you do, that you're following, that you're, that you're emulating, that you're gathering information from that can encourage you in that, in that walk as mm -hmm. you transition to something new. Mm -hmm. I love this because it, it speaks a lot about the environment and the people that you surround yourself with, which based on my experience is extremely critical because it's, I mean, that's really how you grow is if you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in areas that could be seen as weaknesses or areas that haven't developed yet in your life. Is there a person in your life that you can think of and is there a story that comes with it who helps you understand the importance of mentorship during your time? Is it someone within your family or someone when you were very young that kind of you looked up to and you said, oh, that's what it means to serve others. That's what it means to give advice in this particular way. You know, that's, that's interesting that you asked that. I think, you know, I, I love to look at environment in kind of two veins. One mm -hmm. is your influences. And secondly, your influencers. Influencers are the people. Mm -hmm. Influences are your, you know, where, where you live and, and the things that you experience and go through and all of that. And what's interesting is while I was at the school, um, I had some mentors, you know, that I could think of some teachers who were impactful, but I've been studying, uh, John Maxwell, who is a, mm. a chip expert who has written tons of books. And my favorite John Maxwell quote is leadership is influence. Mm -hmm. And he goes through this whole concept in his books about self-leadership. So for example, in my classroom, one of the first things in teaching students leadership is I would say, how many of you believe that you're a leader? And it was interesting to see their response because they're afraid to put their hand up and say they're a leader. The leader mm -hmm. is not necessarily the student who is the loudest or the first in line or telling everybody it's time to, you know, do something. We are all leaders because we're leading ourselves. Mm -hmm. Believe in the journey to authenticity and our environment. We need to understand we are responsible. We have to self-lead ourselves well, you know, take care of ourselves physically and, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, do the best we can with the resources that we have. And we have to examine the influencers around us. Now, we can't necessarily get away from everyone, mm -hmm. but we need to be very careful in our environments to feed ourselves with the right influences and understand that we are leading ourselves to that next place of impact, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a lot about being able to take a step back and reflect on, on the things that are happening around you. How do you deal with negative thoughts or negative self-talk if you ever do have it? Because I know that I, I bet a good portion of it is just, at least for me, it has been able to recognize that it's happening. But is there something that you do as far as a practice or routine when a situation like that comes up? Well, I think that that's very powerful. I think really I would, I would characterize it as a replacement, mm -hmm. you know, sitting there, you know, we so quickly go to the place of dwelling on negative thinking and we miss some of the really good stuff. 
And so I think it's really important to take some time to focus daily on what am I really thinking about this morning? You know, whether that's mm. a walk, whether that's, you know, it's, it's really grasping a hold of what is it that I'm really thinking about? And then putting in those good things, putting in the thoughts of progress, putting in the good of relationships, uh, putting in humor, you know, putting in positivity, all of those things. It's literally replacing. It's like going to your pantry and taking out the old expired things and putting in the good things that you want to use that day. So I think it's important to acknowledge it. And also, if you're taking care of yourself and exercising and eating right and feeling your body with lots of water and all those things, they all play a part in who we are when we're having those negative feelings. So, and I also think it's, again, important to have people that can talk you through and move you through those feelings as well. Mm -hmm. Based on your experience and the type of work that you've done in your life, which has been... Um, multiple different roles, what skills would you say are important to thrive in today's world? Well, I think that um, the skills that we need are making sure that we do self-care. Those, those are important. You know, we, we have to take care of ourselves. And, and I've said that, you know, but I do believe that we can get so busy that we don't care for ourselves. Mm -hmm think that we need to have fun. I think we need to have an outlet. We need to have lots of things that we do that are fun. And I think we need to plan our day. We need to, to sit down and plan our day and plan our week about what we're going to accomplish and not be bummed if we don't finish it. You know, mm -hmm. goals can sometimes be overrated because we give ourselves so much to do. We can't do it. <laughs> I, I would really recommend in coaching, one of the things I teach my clients is called well-designed actions. And a well-designed action is something that you plan to do for the day or the week that you absolutely know you can do. Mm. You can accomplish for sure. And that's really important. You know, we set these goals, you know, I want to lose 40 pounds by next week. That's not going to happen. You know, uh -huh. but what I can do today is drink all my water and walk two miles. That I know I can do today. So that's kind of a, a well-designed action makes it much smaller. And I think sometimes we look so far to, you know, the big goal, we've got to make those steps attainable as we go. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you set a goal like that when it's a stretch goal? So for example, in the case of being able to lose 40 pounds in a week, which that's a lot of work, but <laughs> to some people it is possible. How, how do you set a goal like that and then set the proper actions in place based on what you can do. But I guess one of the things you based on my understanding that you do with the actions is that you also want to be able to elevate those. Right. So if it's two cups of water, three cups of water, four cups of whatever it may be. So how do you, how do you, what's the mindset that you go into something like that with the mindset that I usually go into with a big goal mm -hmm. is to work backwards. I see the goal way out in front and then I work backwards and I, I'm a visual person, you know, and so people who can lay things out on paper, you know, they can talk the plan out with somebody I think is really, really valuable mm -hmm. to, to work backwards and look at those things. I mean, these, you know, there are things that are non-negotiable, you know, if you're going for a degree, you need to be in class at certain times and all mm -hmm. of that. 
you know, but the greater goal is, you know, to become a doctor or a writer or whatever, working backwards and putting those things into manageable bite-sized pieces. What can I do today? How can I, and, and to manage your time well. I think that's mm. very important because there are so many distractions, you know, social media and, and Netflix and my friend texting me. And I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are. There are all these things, phone calls and all of that. And I think we have to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. I think in order to, to work backwards, we have to be able to say no and really put laser focus to reaching that place of impact that we want to get to. That's beautiful. Final thought for today's episode, and this is a question I ask all of our guests, and that is, when the odds are completely against you, what are some core fundamental principles that you always refer to? I believe that, you know, everybody does have a story, mm -hmm. and I know how much you believe in everyone having a voice. I think we need to be very careful to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Because if we circle back to an authentic identity, the U.S. Census Bureau says that every eight seconds a baby is born in the mm -hmm. United States. And I believe that every eight seconds, a life of significance is born. Mm -hmm. We have to believe in ourselves that we are enough, that we have been given an authentic skill set, and we have an authentic way that we're supposed to be in each situation where we're going to be our very best self. So I think we need to stop comparing. I think we need to build on those things that we're good at. I think we need to surround ourselves with people who care about us and saying no to things and just believing that if I walk the journey and I'm disciplined and walk through it, then I'm going to get to that place that I want to get to. Mm. Jenny, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up with your work? Well, um, you can go ahead and look at my website at JennyChristensen.org. And in there, I talk about uh, my life coaching career, uh, speaking, and some other projects that I'm a part of. Um, I'm also part of a nonprofit youth foundation uh, that we're hoping to establish in Montana called the Waypoint Youth Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, that's That may be of interest to people. But, you know, what I'm really hoping for is really wonderful connections with people who, one, are seeking life coaching, who would like to be brought into a relationship with a life coach and maybe somebody who's wanting to hear more about becoming a life coach. That would be really wonderful too. So I think I would love to coach and help other people become coaches because I think there's tremendous value mm -hmm. and different in counsel than counseling in that you're always looking forward and mm. it's moving forward. And the coach is merely a mirror to your very best self. And so my mission is to be and, and to do that for people's lives and in people's lives. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for Thank sharing. You. And Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can receive all of our latest episodes 
a lot of ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.